It was fun while it lasted, but it's time to regroup for next season. The Los Angeles Kings are eliminated by the Edmonton Oilers, and they're going home. We're going to talk about the end of the Kings season on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for tuning in to Locked on Los Angeles Kings, your favorite podcast about your favorite hockey team, the Los Angeles Kings, as we uh, ease into the postseason. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. My name is Sarah, host of this show, and as always, glad to be here with you to talk about the Kings. I was hoping that we could have had, you know, not quite miracle, but like some good news and that I would have been able to continue talking to you on this show about postseason hockey. But the Kings, when it came down to game seven, just did not have it and uh, could not overcome Connor McDavid. Basically it it was Connor McDavid. Like that's about it, honestly. Uh, And uh, their season's over. Instead, we get the battle of Alberta uh, instead of the Daryl Sutter bowl. Uh, we very nearly, very almost, in some alternate universe, this next round of the playoffs is Kings versus Stars, which I feel like everyone was like, oh, God, no, about, and I would have been like, that's amazing. We might be able to beat them. Uh, but uh, no, instead, we've got Battle of Alberta in the Western Conference, uh, well, th- this chunk of the Western Conference, the Pacific Division, uh, to see who goes on to take on the winner of Colorado and St. Louis, a.k.a. who's going to go play uh, Colorado. On today's show, we're going to take a look at uh, the Kings. They've done their exit interviews uh, today. Rob Blake has spoken earlier today as well, so I want to talk about some news that we did learn uh, throughout those uh, those uh, presentations, I guess, interviews. That's We'll call it interviews. Uh, so we'll talk about that today. Uh, we'll, we'll give tomorrow's show over to the rain. Uh, their postseason also ended very abruptly uh, at the hands of the Colorado Eagles. Uh, We'll talk about the rain and what happened with them uh, on tomorrow's show uh, because they also kind of deserve their own uh, post-season eulogy, I guess we could say. But we will turn first to the Kings, who, uh, they're going home. They're done. They're going to go hang out, recover, recuperate, uh, deal with their many, many injuries uh, that have been sustained. Probably the biggest news that we learned out of the Kings uh, postseason interview things was we got a little bit more detail on the uh, very nebulous Victor Arvidsson injury, uh, which has turned out to be a herniated disc. He's going to need surgery. Uh, The timeline is something like uh, three to five months. Uh, Rob Blake at the press conference said that the surgery is going to be tomorrow. Uh, and the matter flared up literally like right at the beginning of practice before playoffs started. So it wasn't necessarily something that he'd been dealing with long term. It wasn't necessarily something that, uh, you know, he just kept putting off, putting off until there was no other choice. I mean, or if that is the case, that's not how it was reported. Uh, but unfortunate that he uh, was not able to, I mean, unfortunate that it happened in general that, you know, his body was like, nah, son. Uh, and hopefully, you know, that three to five month 
timetable, three months would put him into, like, what, July-ish? August? Five months would put him a little closer to the start of the regular season. So hopefully he is good and ready to go uh, back at the start of the season. I think that, you know, it it's a little underestimated maybe how much the Kings missed him, uh, particularly on helping to drive offense on that second line. Obviously, Arvidsson being out uh, required a lot of other players to have to shift around. I think getting him back next season uh, will really help the Kings get a better picture of what their offense is going to look like and, you know, again, help keep players slotted in the lineup where they should be and not necessarily having to to get bumped up. Uh, They fared fine in his absence, but you have to think that, you know, his speed, his hands, his, like, kind of chaotic gremlin energy on the ice would have definitely had some impact uh, for the Kings in terms of uh, goal scoring, particularly when they desperately needed goals in, oh, I don't know, game seven. So wishing for the best for Victor Arvidsson. Hopefully that surgery goes fine. I, I've never had a herniated disc, but it seems awful, <laughs> especially as someone who does a very physical job. Uh, so hoping, uh, hoping that everything goes well for him and we get him back at the start of the season. And we, you know, I hate like when teams are like, ah, yes, this thing worked once, so we're going to do it again forever. But Dino Arvidsson Moore worked so well as a trio. Uh, they were so impactful that you really have to hope that uh, they start out with that. Unless something, you know, really fantastic happens in training camp and someone, you know, blows someone away or, you know, obviously you don't want injuries to happen. So, But you have to be prepared for anything. But I, I would really hope that that trio starts out together uh, in training camp and uh, has every opportunity to be able to repeat uh, and build on their success from last season. Uh, we also learned Alex Iafalo was dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, Rob Blake, in his uh, in his interviews, uh, specified that three players had been playing through separated shoulders, which is bad. Don't do that. Uh, Iafalo didn't confirm that he was one of those, but he did confirm that he had a shoulder problem. Uh, and, you know, if we think about a lot of the criticism that has been leveled at Iafalo and that his play had really kind of fallen off and he wasn't as effective as he was before. Uh, as always, the discovery that someone is playing through some sort of injury that he probably in other circumstances wouldn't or shouldn't be playing through, uh, I think sheds a little bit of light on um, maybe why we weren't getting the same results from Alex Iafalo that we were used to to getting uh, in past uh, past seasons, even earlier in the season. He had that really hot start uh, and then just tapered off from there. Drew Doughty, of course, spoke as well at the uh, exit interview event, uh, confirmed he had a tendon tear in his wrist. He said that he, uh, you know, in in true Drew Doughty fashion, uh, said that he would have basically forced his hand, uh, pun not intended, to return early uh, had the Kings advanced to the conference conference finals. Uh, and he said, definitely for the Stanley Cup finals. He basically was like, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone tells me. Uh, I would have come back. I, I I would have basically like made them let me come back. And it's one of those things where like I, I've talked a lot on this show uh, with various guests and on my own as well about, you know, how we want we want these players to respect their bodies. We want these players to all have lives after hockey and, you know, the continued insistence of 
many hockey players and many teams on making guys come back before they're ready uh, or before they maybe, you know, they should maybe have a couple extra weeks off and uh, they come back anyway, uh, has really contributed to a lot of the problems we see uh, with guys in their post-playing careers, uh, with uh, people who end up with substance abuse issues uh, because of pain management and improper care, essentially, during their careers. So, you know, there's the one hand that sees Drew Doughty say, I would have come back no matter what, I don't care what anyone would have told me, and gets really, like, not upset, I guess, at that, because, you know, it, it's, it, it's, you know, your wrist isn't the same as your back or your knees or whatever, uh, but you still don't want to risk additional further injury uh, or, you know, for especially for a player like Dowdy, who his hands are one of his greatest aspects, you know, as a defenseman who chips in on offense all the time. Uh, and if you damage your wrist because you decided to come back early from a wrist injury, uh, you know, that that's going to impact you in the future. So on the one hand, like, I hate it. I hate that he's, you know, just out there coming right out and saying, I would have come back no matter what. I don't care. No one was going to stop me. Uh, but, you know, as a fan you're hearing that and you're like, man, this guy is so committed. And that's why they do it. That's why they play when they're not supposed to play and they come back when they're not supposed to come back. But that's the Drew Doughty we know. That's the Drew Doughty we have always known uh, with this team is he is a guy who uh, only is going to listen to Drew Doughty. Uh, and he has been one of the loudest voices over the past few years uh, about the Kings and their status and the rebuild and uh, as we've talked about before, was kind of one of the guys who was loudest about, okay, Rob Blake, like, we want you to trust us, bring in new people this offseason, help build the team around what we've got so we can, you know, advance where we're at in this rebuild. Uh, and so Drew Doughty's doing what Drew Doughty's going to do. Uh, he is making a stink. He is going to uh, listen to nobody. And that's that's sort of the end of the end of the story for Drew Doughty, like that's, he, he does not care what you think or what a doctor thinks or what anyone else thinks. So it, it's a, I, I love it and I hate it. Like you really want him to be looking out for his own physical health, but you, I get it. Your team's in the Stanley Cup final, your team's in the conference final, uh, in a position where no one expected them to be. I know hockey players are always like, yeah, every year we think we can win the cup. So like, I, I get it that they're all telling themselves that, but no one else would have thought that. So I get it of like, wow, we made this improbable run. I'm absolutely coming back. And like 65% of Drew Doughty is better than 0% of Drew Doughty. So even if he was slightly limited, he would have found ways to contribute and it would have been good. But uh, glad that he gets to rest unimpeded, uninterrupted by any sort of long run. He said he'll be ready uh, for camp next season and uh, is really excited to go. Uh, we'll talk about some more things that we've learned in uh, in the exit interviews next on the show. Uh, but first, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including information on this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Whatever it is you're into, Hockey specifically, they're constantly releasing updated odds uh, for the next round. You can go on right now and uh, see where things fall for who's going to win the Stanley Cup. You can check it out, uh, place some wagers. Uh, if, you, if you feel like, you know, you want to say, let's go, let's all root for Edmonton. 
we want our team to have lost the team lost to the team that won the cup, you can go do that on Bet Online. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. So whenever all of the announcements about uh, players joining Men's Worlds uh, started to come at the end of the regular season, I kind of like sat back for a second and I was like, you know, it feels really weird to not have any Kings players playing for their, their respective countries in Men's Worlds. Like the past however many years, that that's really all we had to entertain ourselves with in, in the postseason while everyone else was having fun chasing the Stanley Cup, we were like, oh, is Adrian Kempe going to win another medal with Team Sweden or something? Uh, and it felt weird this year to not to not have to go through that. But the Kings' early exit did clear the path for at least one player uh, to go and join his country, and that is Carl Grundstrom. And I'm really excited for this uh, because I felt like his playoffs, uh, as, as I said in earlier shows, like... I feel like playoff Carl Grundstrom is very different from regular season Carl Grundstrom. And I feel like he might be coming out of this run with some confidence. Uh, and I feel like getting the chance to play with his national team, even if he doesn't get a ton of minutes, whatever, uh, I think will be really good for him and kind of help him blossom, help him show what he has uh, on that level as well. So I'm excited for Carl Grundstrom. I'm excited to keep up with Team Sweden as they go through uh, the world's competition and uh, see how he does there. But uh, always glad for players to get the chance and always glad for it to be players that you don't necessarily expect uh, to be getting the nod uh, to go and uh, and join their national teams. So congrats to Carl Grundstrom. Really excited uh, to hear that news come out of today's conferences. Some of the other big news, not necessarily big news, but uh, updates uh, that were given out were about uh, Alex Edler, uh, who as we all know, had that like just really terrible leg, ankle, whatever fracture. Uh, and uh, when he came back in, maybe came back a little early, uh, was in and out of the lineup for a little bit. It was clear that he just wasn't quite up to speed. But I, I really enjoy this anecdote that was shared uh, at the exit conference uh, about Edler. Uh, Rob Blake mentioned uh, in, in talking about Edler in sort of wrapping up uh, you know, he was very complimentary of his play uh, and just his character, his personality. Uh, he, he reported that Alex Edler himself went personally to Todd McClellan and asked to play uh, whenever there were so many injuries out on the blue line. Uh, Edler had been, again, kind of in and out of the lineup, and he came back right around that same time. And, and you could tell watching him that he maybe wasn't quite ready, wasn't quite up to speed, that he probably could have benefited from a little bit more uh, practice time or, or just rehab time. Uh, you know, getting his legs back under him, getting his speed and his um, conditioning up and everything. Uh, but, you know, say, same with, with the, the issue of Drew Doughty being like, I'm going to come back no matter what, I don't care. Uh, I feel like Edler may be a little bit different. Uh, he'd been kind of long reported to be right on the cusp of coming back, uh, maybe came back and took on more minutes than he would have. But a similar sort of, you know, character there in terms of saying like, the team needs me. I can do this, like put me in coach. It's, it's literally like put me in coach is essentially what he did. Uh, and I think that really resonated, uh, especially knowing uh, how long he has been in this league and how long he has been searching uh, for that Stanley Cup of his own as well with Vancouver uh, and seeing him uh, really, really take on that role of uh, veteran presence, 
you know, mentor to the guys on the blue line, especially when they were so young this year, uh, I think was really great. He, you know, I would have loved to see what he could have done without that injury and really without the injuries to all of the blue line. Uh, our thoughts on Alex Edler, everyone assumed going in that he was going to be like sixth, seventh defenseman, was going to get rotated in and out. Uh, and instead, he had to step up and take on probably more responsibility than he he had thought he was going to for this team. Uh, and, and he did really well. I think that he was a very good, steady presence back there on the blue line, especially with all those kids, like I said. Uh, and, you know, I, I know he just signed that one-year deal, but if if they wanted to bring him back, like, I don't think anyone would complain. Uh, there is a, always going to be the issue of, you know, creating the logjam uh, of players. We've already got too many defensemen as it is uh, who could fight for NHL spots who are going to need waivers to go back down to the AHL if you don't... Uh, have a spot for them. Uh, we saw flashes from Jacob Mavrari, from Austin Strand this year. Jordan Spence obviously came in uh, during the regular season and didn't look out of place. So is there necessarily room for an Alex Edler return on the blue line? Maybe not, but if, if they find room for him, if they find a way to keep him, uh, I certainly wouldn't object to bringing him back as long as he you know, is on the same page about uh, the role that he's going to play for the team. A couple more things we've learned coming out of this uh, this exit interview coming up next on the show. But first, let's talk Built Bar. I actually, while I was sitting around prepping for the show, uh, getting ready uh, to record, I actually had a little snack, and that little snack was a Built Bar. Uh, and uh, if you don't know what Built Bars are, they are super delicious. They are good for you, and they come in a ton of different flavors. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And if you're looking for something to spice up your day, if you're looking for some energy, if you're looking for a snack, so maybe your stomach doesn't grumble while you're you know, recording a podcast, Built Bars are there for you. Uh, one of their great new flavors, I just tried this one the other day, and I can report back that it does taste indeed exactly like what it's called. It's the Birthday Cake Puff, uh, which is a white chocolate-covered marshmallow protein-infused delight. It has little sprinkles on it and everything. It basically is birthday cake icing sort of in a protein bar form and the best thing is that it's actually good for you it's got 150 calories nine grams of sugar uh, built bars are high in fiber high in uh, protein low in carbs and they'll fit in with whatever your own personal diet food journey is so go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com the mood coming out of the Kings room in their exit interviews seemed generally positive. I mean, obviously everyone there is disappointed uh, that they weren't able to seal the deal, uh, that they lost that series lead. Uh, but I think everyone sees the progress uh, that's been made by this team and sees the hope for the future. Uh, Drew Doughty, like I said, has always been one of the most vocal players out there on this team about you know, accelerating the rebuild, about bringing in guys uh, from the outside to help fill holes in the roster, to help elevate this team. And uh, I think that the same is going to be looked at for next season. Uh, obviously, you want to leave room for your guys like Quentin Byfield, Rasmus Kapari, uh, your young players who stepped in, started making a difference. Uh, Arthur Kaliev, who by the end of the playoffs, I feel like was playing a lot uh, on the top line with uh, Anja Koptar and Adrian Kempe. Uh, it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where he winds up next season, uh, line-wise. Uh, 
but obviously you want to leave room uh, for those guys to develop. You're not going to send Arthur Kaliev back to the AHL at this point, for example. Uh, he was up here all season. He's not going back. Uh, Quentin Byfield, same with him. I, 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 I can see a case for sending him to the AHL, but at this point, keep him. Let him learn here. Uh, he'll get it or he won't get it. Uh, and you know, you'll deal with that when you deal with it, but he'll, he'll get it. That's, that's a whole, whole other show, but you, you, you do have to find a careful balance and I don't envy Rob Blake any in, or, or any hockey GM, hockey ops people of having to find that balance of, we need to bring in that, you know, that one next guy to help get us to the next step, but also still leaving room for the guys who you are hoping to build around. So it's going to be a delicate balancing act to see what they do. Obviously, everyone is hoping that some change happens on the blue line. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see what happens in goal. Obviously, they've invested a lot in Cal Peterson, uh, and I think are going to be hoping that this season was just a blip, an anomaly, uh, and doesn't happen again, that he is, you know, back to form uh, for next season. But, uh, you know, if he struggles, uh, the Kings are going to have a lot more questions uh, that they're going to have to answer in regards to goal. Uh, sure, Jonathan Quick had an amazing season, amazing postseason uh, for the most part, but he's he's not going to be able to do that forever, and you really do need a plan. And uh, if Cal Peterson isn't it, if he's not going to be able to get back to where this team thought he would be, uh, they've got to figure it out real quick. So the clock is ticking on that, I think. Uh, and, of course, as soon as uh, as soon as... We, I feel like, get past the Stanley Cup. Everyone's going to start thinking about trades again, which means that everyone's going to start thinking about uh, Jake Chitron over in Arizona. And uh, can we trade for him? Can we add him to the blue line? I think he'd be a huge addition. Uh, and it's just going to depend on what Arizona is going to want uh, in exchange for him, if they trade him at all. Uh, I know in his own exit interviews with Arizona, uh, he seemed kind of checked out. His answers didn't seem like the answers of a guy who was super excited to stick around for like the 8,000th rebuild. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, is he amenable to a trade? How much leverage does he have? Uh, but uh, Kings fans, I know, are already turning to look towards him. Uh, obviously, Blake gave away nothing in terms of direction for next season. It's way too early uh, to think about that. But uh, as always, scoring is just such a huge problem for the Kings. There's no good reason for it. Uh, special teams, again, another huge problem, uh, and that comes with coaching and deployment of players. Uh, if, you, if your guys aren't in the right spots, if your guys aren't moving around correctly, uh, they're not going to score. They're just not going to do it. And obviously also no indication on uh, any changes there as well. Uh, I, I believe Blake did indicate that everyone on the coaching staff is still under contract for next season, uh, whether that was a uh, veiled uh confirmation that everyone's going to be back no matter what we think, uh, maybe. But uh, we'll have a lot to keep an eye on here uh, over the summer, uh, particularly as some of these more higher profile unrestricted free agents, aka Philip Forsberg, uh, as we start to learn what they're going to do. Uh, the Kings already also confirmed that uh, signing Adrian Kempe to a long-term deal is one of their priorities. Uh, I feel like if you had asked me about that last season, if you would have said, what do you think about the Kings giving Kempe like a, you know, five, seven year deal or something? I would have said, why? Why would you do that? He's not, what, what has he done to show you he deserves that? Uh, but this season, 
uh, was such a great surprise, uh, Kempe finally being used to his strengths in this season. I still would be wary. Uh, I'm sure his agent's going to have a field day with how well he did whenever they have to negotiate contracts. Uh, his agent's going to be like, look at this great season. So they're going to have to be very careful to not fall into the trap of paying for one good season when the rest of his body of work is a little underwhelming. Uh, but I, I don't have an opposition to getting him signed to a long-term deal. I think they just need to be careful, uh, you know, with, with the things we always care about, with term, uh, with money, and flexibility. Uh, you don't want to give Adrian Kempe a like full no move, no trade clause. Like don't, don't do that. You might need to move him at some point. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't hate it. I think that he uh, has really gotten into a groove. I like the fact that they've paired him with Kopitar and that those two have seemed to uh, get a good relationship on the ice. Uh, and yeah, bring him back. Let's see what he can do. Just don't overpay him, please. Like we're going to have enough problems eventually. This is now the time of year where we get to speculate, where we get to uh, figure out who's available, who might be up for a trade, uh, and who the Kings can add. Uh, we've got all sorts of cool off-season content for you uh, as we wind our way through the, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, like I said, tomorrow we're going to take a focus specifically on the Ontario rain. We also learned a few rain updates in Rob Blake's uh, press conference, uh, the exit interviews as well, so we'll talk about those tomorrow. Uh, so we'll talk about their exit. Also, keep an eye and or ear out uh, for we're going to do the uh, now second annual Locked on Los Angeles Kings uh, player team awards. Uh, you'll get to vote on uh, some of your favorite moments on your MVPs, your, you know, unsung heroes. Uh, you'll get to vote on all of those uh, and we'll talk about them on the show. We'll be doing player season reviews, report cards, whatever. Uh, and of course, we can't uh, we can't really move in to the offseason too far without talking about Dustin Brown. So I'm hoping to get together uh, some cool special programming to uh, honor Dustin Brown, who has called it a career. Game 7 against the Oilers, that was it. You got some nice, long, uh, prolonged hugs from some players in the line and the handshake line, uh, everyone knowing, obviously, that this was Dustin Brown's final game. So you'll have ways to contribute yourself to a, to an upcoming special on Dustin Brown. So uh, keep uh, stay tuned for for information on how you can do that uh, because I'm really gonna want to hear from fans on uh, on their memories and uh, warm recollections of Dustin Brown and yes that does include you can talk about the Thomas Hurdle Thomas Hurdle hit uh, that's fine you, we can talk about that it's all right uh, so stay tuned for more on that as well uh, that is it for today thank you so much for tuning in for being here all season long uh, as we go on a surprise fun playoff run and uh, now wind things down and get ready to watch uh, as some former Kings uh, take a run at the cup. We'll talk about them uh, as well as we uh, watch uh, watch the remaining postseason for the NHL. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, we're available wherever you get your podcasts, available on YouTube, available basically on any fun podcast app of choice. So make sure you've subscribed uh, that you are getting notifications so you never miss episodes and come back tomorrow and every day for more Kings news here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.